0: Welcome to the Redacted Culture Cast for December 2nd, 2022. For those of you who are following us on Instagram, you know that today's show is coming in late, but better late than never. We are going to be covering a series of announcements and then engage in an argument and a metaphor that I would like to describe as the pathway to wisdom and how it applies to gun culture as a whole. So, straight to business. First, thank you for your support. Second, jackets are coming out. They will always be very limited supply. If you reach out to us, we can try to find we can we can focus on finding the components necessary to get the jackets in your size. Before we close the store for the year on December 15th, we seek to release at least one more small, one more medium, one more la- one large and one extra large. When it comes to sizing, if you've watched the videos, I am wearing a medium in those videos and I normally wear a medium jacket. So you can see that it fits larger. It fits a little bit bulkier. Bu- bulkier, Since the base foundation is an old, reclaimed M65 jacket, it being an old, reclaimed, repaired, and restored military surplus style jacket, although it's not, it's not purely surplus. There's more into it than that. The... Sizing is a little bit different than what you normally are looking for in a jacket. I normally wear a medium jacket because I like to be able to wear it over a hoodie and it fits me and I'm a six foot, six foot tall, 185 ish pound dude. But when it comes to these jackets, I wear a small, unless I'm trying to wear it over a plate carrier, which made it super confusing how the rule goes. If you intend to wear it mainly as a jacket and just as a jacket, always buy a size smaller than what you normally buy. Well, then you what you normally would. I would wear a small. I normally wear a medium. If I'm going to, but if my primary objective is to wear it over a plate carrier and have less of an outline, go with the size that you normally buy. When you're buying a cover shirt for lower visibility environments, you typically buy uh, like a flannel that's one size bigger than you. If I'm trying to fit a plate carrier under a flannel, I normally fit a medium, I'm gonna buy a large. In the case of the jackets, if I'm trying to fit it over a plate carrier, I'm gonna buy a size, I'm gonna buy my size. I'm gonna buy a medium. And that medium will fit over a plate carrier. If you're just trying to fit it over a chest rig, go a size down. That being the case, we are closing the store on December fifteenth. When we reopen next year, there will be some new items uh, and some different items. Some items will be missing. Some items will be returning, so you know. The Cabin in the Woods series will be going away until later next year, or will be going away. So we'll, if we if we decide to re-release that in, in, at a future date, well, you'll know about it when the time is right, I guess, but. That being said, that being the case, the story is what it is. Thank you so much for your support. Now, on to the show. The title and the primary subject of today's podcast is Naivety, Cynicism, and Wisdom, or The Pathway to Wisdom. I think it's fair to say that we are all born into this world naive. We all enter into gun culture with a certain amount of naivety. Naivety itself is a term that can be somewhat difficult to define because it contains both an epistemological or knowledge element and an ethical one. There's a difference between not knowing something or having insufficient reasons for knowing things or reasons for believing things and the innocence that comes with naivety. Naivety itself carries with it, bears a sense of innocence. Innocence is a moral term, knowledge is an epistemological term. But whether it's gun culture, or the world at all, or science, or reading, or politics, or ethics, or history, we all approach initially that subject with a certain amount of naivety. That naivety can be on the epistemological side, the side of knowledge saying, We are believing things for insufficient reasons. It's less important. It's less, this claim concerns more itself more with why we know or how we say we know what we know than what we actually know. It is more interested in the reasons why we believe a thing or what led us to believe something than it is whether or not that belief is actually true. And then it bears with it a sense of naivety. Uh, I'm sorry. It bears with bears with it a sense of that innocence which comes with naivety, that you can't it can't really be held against you. Or at least shouldn't. But the problem with naivety is the objective world does not make allowances for your naivety. Just because you didn't know something or you believe something for insufficient reasons doesn't mean that the world is going to alter reality for you. And so when a insufficient belief and the real world meet, something has to give way. And it is always one's naivety. It creates a void, it crumbles, it breaks down within a person's belief system. That naivety gives way to cynicism, because cynicism fills the void. Where naivety where where naivety is the believing in certain things to be... believing in things to be true or believing about certain things for insufficient reason or insufficient cause, cynicism is the application of doubt. Press X to doubt. Cynicism fills the void that naivety leaves. Now, cynicism... Which starts as skepticism, grows, and it grows if it if left to fester. It grows. It starts with a subject and spreads to knowledge in, as a whole. And when it reaches the the question of what is real, metaphysics, it becomes cynicism, even skept, more than more than just skepticism and cynicism. It becomes nihilism. So, learning that you believe something for a, uh, an insufficient reason. May cause that belief to collapse. The collapse of that belief will oftentimes be replaced with skepticism, which will grow into cynicism. Skepticism is, we cannot, how do we know that this is true? A thing is true. Cynicism is, we cannot know that something is true. And nihilism is, there is no such thing as truth. You see how that grows. We start naive. We believe that. 45 is the best caliber because of two world wars. And then we realize its participation in the war is not a good reason to be, to evaluate it's not a good method a sufficient method for evaluating the performance of a caliber especially in comparison to other calibers. So cynicism then says it starts it takes its root skepticism being well anything that's well because it's been used in war doesn't mean it's good. I become skeptical about anything that's been used. Oh, maybe anything any any piece of equipment that's ever been used is not actually good equipment. That grows into cynicism and eventually nihilism. There is no such thing as good. It's just entirely subjective. Whatever you want. The problem is that this isn't true. And we'll get you killed. Not everything is, not everything comes down to personal preference. When there is a goal, an objective goal to be accomplished, your subjectivity must take second place, which can sound really cool. It can say, oh, it's not me, it's the mission, it's mission-dependent, it's mission-necessary equipment, it's, 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 we, can, we can create words that don't acknowledge the problem and ways of trying to answer the question that really more dismiss the question than answer the question, and cynicism will, will continue to fester until it just becomes complete subjectivity. There is no such thing as true or right and good and, 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 and there is no such thing as the world out there. Everything is purely subjective. If a tree falls down in the forest and no one is there to hear it, it's not meant to be about a joke, too many jokes deep. But if it falls down in the woods and no one hears it, it never existed to begin with because no one was there to observe it. That is what nihilism can turn into. And there's a reason why I think Nietzsche referred to nihilism as an abyss. And, he, and there's also a reason why he would say something like, you have to stare into the abyss, and when you stare into the abyss, it stares back at you. Because when we look at the fallibility of our own mind, and then we realize that we exist in a world of people, and all of those people have the same, will have same or similar issues in the fallibility of their own mind, as in we can't perfectly perceive objectivity, it is cheap and easy motivation to say, well, then nothing is true. There is no reality outside of subjectivity. Uh, That anything goes so long as you're a good enough shooter. And this, this, this creates a problem. But it doesn't end there. It doesn't end with cynicism. It doesn't close off with nothing can be known and there is no such thing that is true because there's this thing that we call wisdom. And wisdom I believe requires the willing engagement with the with the abyss, with with the blackness, with the with the, the darkness the, the the lack of certainty in search of the boon, in search of kernels of truth, little anchor points to hold on to. It turns out that when you navigate when you when you willingly engage with cynicism or willingly engage with information knowing that you're a fallible person that you're going to make mistakes that you then you start to instead of just looking for a cheap answer to answer all questions it's true because i believe it or nothing is true whatsoever when you choose to engage with the the with the abyss In search of anchor points, you learn to navigate it. You learn to navigate the abyss, and and you find these anchor points, and those anchor points allow you to navigate the abyss that is skepticism, and that, I think, is what we'd call wisdom. We all enter into this world naïve. whether it's gun culture or the world writ large. We all enter this world naive. We believe things for selfish reasons, for foolish reasons, for insufficient reasons. We trust all the history books. And then we find out they're written by corrupt people. And our skeptical, cynical reaction responds to that experience of learning that an author we trusted wasn't who he said he was, our emotional reaction is to become skeptical and say no one is who they say they are we all everything is liars all the way down and that it that can be a very rewarding feeling it can be it can it can be a really feely good kind of position it's sort of a false knowledge it's kind of a foolish knowledge it's a foolish concept of knowledge but if we if we if we Look at history and recognize that things happened, events happened, and we must become wise in how we navigate the information that we gather. We look for not only, we not only look at the information, but the person who wrote it, the scenario they're in, and do that diligence, do that hard work. We can acquire knowledge of objective knowledge about events that happened. We can acquire truth, and that pursuit of truth is wisdom. In some ways, there's a process to wisdom, and there is a a result of wisdom. I think it encompasses both. The process of wisdom is engaging with the abyss willingly in pursuit of that which is true. It's engaging within doubt, still in pursuit of something that is true. It's not using doubt as the end goal, which is nihilism. There is no such thing as true. It is recognizing that within an abyss of doubt, there are nuggets of truth that can be found the boon if you're you right re- if you've read joseph campbell's here with a thousand faces you'll recognize why i'm using the word boon boon being b-o-o-n this the golden fleece the thing that's needed that the, the 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 anchor point the thing that can be held on to. so wisdom is both the nugget itself and the pursuit of the nugget It's both the the, the, the destination and the journey in the sense now how do we apply this to gun culture i think it's easy to apply it to gear as a start a naive approach to gear would say because army rangers delta force special operations uses it it must be the best and then when we realize well i mean cuz they they're the best at what they do and at least in within the con, con, conf, confines of the argument if the best of the, if the best of the best use this gear it must be the best it's not really a good argument, though, because how do these people acquire their gear very oftentimes it's issued to them, and that which is issued is oftentimes the result of the lowest bidder, which means the government is 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 more interested in qual quantity than it is quality when it comes to most gear that's acquired. There are standards and things change and it's it's kind of a complicated process, but we know. When we, if we, if we start from the naive belief that because the quote-unquote best of the best use it, it must be the best gear, and that naivety, when faced with the fact that not all gear that the Delta Force or whoever uses is acquired because they think it's the best, one can become very quickly become cynical and say. Um, nothing that they use is the best. There is no best. There is no best gear. There is no standard by which equipment should be evaluated. It's just whatever you need, man. It's whatever you got. But that doesn't hold a candle to reality because a 3 MOA barrel is not the same as a half MOA barrel. And so when it comes to gear, naivety might look like Believing something to be true because somebody said it, believing in a fallacy, or believing something to be true, something to be the best gear, without considering what it is that makes a thing the best, it's just the features of it, or or because somebody uses it, without engaging in the evaluative process of determining what is it that makes a thing the best, Acquisition, is it logistics? Is it the equipment itself? Is it where it's made? Is it the ethics surrounding its manufacturing? Is it all these other all these details come into play? Cynicism will say there is no best gear, there is no best girl. It's just whatever you want, pure subjectivity. But wisdom will recognize that without a method of evaluation that is pointed at an end goal, any attempts at answering the question, what is the best? are in vain. However, they are questions that must be answered, especially when we live in an objective world. Tools are, have a purpose, being able to use them drives in a direction, and so on and so forth. In other words, naivety will, try, will attempt to remain blind to the fact that we want a thing just because we want it, Cynicism will say there's no justification for wanting anything, which means either no one should have anything at all or everything is purely subjective. And wisdom goes I wisdom is more more concerned about how that piece of equipment is going to solve the task you've chosen it for than it is whether or not it fits in the social milieu. And sometimes that, sometimes the answer, sometimes the, the thing that you want the thing to do is you want to fit in. It's not the end of the world. Multicam black isn't all about how practical it is. And I'm using multi, multicam black gear right now. But I think what it can be applied to much more appropriately in this time and this day and age when, that we're talking about gun culture. Is when we're talking about this thing we call community or gun culture as a whole. Because na- a naive approach to gun control or gun, a naive approach to gun culture would say, everyone who wants to be in gun culture is my friend. We all think alike, we all have the same end goals. We're all in this together. But after facing betrayal, you will, you will be tempted with cynicism. You will be tempted with at least skepticism, if not cynicism. And that skepticism will look like everybody in this culture is a rat. They're all in it for themselves. And that isolating conclusion may make you feel good about you being so, so smart that you figured it out. We're all selfish creatures. That you isolate yourself and and you alienate yourself and you further perpetuate the trouble, the thing which drove you in search of com- companions and allies and 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 whatnot. But there is wisdom in recognizing, and the pathway to wisdom within gun culture is recognizing. There will be people within that will make errors, and some people will betray you. And some things are not as they seem, and not everyone who's a part of this has your back all, at all times. There still are loyal people. There still are friends. There still are there. You can. There still are people out there that you can, you can surround yourself with, to learn from, to build you up. For you to encourage, for you to do, for you to play your role. There are people out there. Naivety is easy to see. We're all in this together. Everything's good and sunshine and golden. Every ad is exactly what it says it is. Every person who does a review is particularly honest. Every piece of equipment is exactly as it's advertised. Every company's every company lives up to their ethos. We're all in this gun culture thing together. And then you're going to you will face disappointment. You'll face betrayal. So it's easy to become cynical. All gun tubers are shills. Everything by this company is broken and fake and useless. There is no such thing as standards. The only reason why anyone gets to any sort of achievement is through malpractice. This cynicism will always produce the, the answer, why should I try? As if the question itself was the solution. And it produces isolation. However... When it comes to gun culture, one element of wisdom when it comes to community or friendship or tribe or place of belonging is that you may not feel like you belong here at all times. Whether it's imposter syndrome or you're seeing people make accomplishments that you're you're jealous of or you're you don't have the gear or you don't have the thing or you're not in you're not in on the current joke or whatever it is gun culture is much bigger than the here and now though there are people out there who will steal your ideas and take your products and run run off with it There is humanity out there. The good part about it, at least. Though you will face betrayal, it is worth it in the end to learn how to sort out those who are trustworthy from those who are not. It is important to know who is in your inner circle and then who are your friends and who are your acquaintances and who are those people that you know and who are those people that you can trust with this ideas or these things? And who is outside of that circle? Because it can't be everybody and it can't be nobody. And so if you've listened to this subject before, I, I know I've spoken about it before. Naivety, cyn, naivety Cynicism, and Wisdom. we all enter the we all enter this world naive we all will hold on to an element of naivety as we go through and we learn more about things that we want to do and more things about gun culture and more things about that we're in pursuit of and we will eventually discover that the reasons why we believed things were built on fallacies our our method of believing a thing was grounded in a fallacy and then we will and then it will produce avoid the naivety will collapse but it will very quickly be replaced by skepticism and cynicism which will spread within yourself until it becomes nihilism which is destructive just destruction nihilism doesn't build it only tears down but if we stare into that darkness and we recognize and we, we stare into that darkness fully knowing that we are subjective creatures and that we will make mistakes and we will not always see the truth for what it is. But we continue pursuing that objective thing, which is truth. That is the pathway to wisdom. It is not doubt. It is not cynicism. It is not nihilism. It is not just real, being realistic to look out into the world with a purely pessimistic view. But rather, wisdom is looking at the darkness, having the courage to face it, learning how to navigate it, finding the boon, and anchoring yourself to those elements. And you can't anchor yourself to that without desiring for others to anchor themselves to it too. And that becomes the subject that we build our communities around. That becomes the nucleus. If we build our community on truth, it will stand stronger than if we simply build it on emotion. So that has been how naivety, cynicism, and wisdom apply to gun culture. I want to thank you for listening today, if you are listening on Friday, or if you're listening on Saturday, or if you're listening on any, any day, I want to thank you for listening to the show Please, please, please feel free to reach out. You know you can find us on Instagram. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for sharing the show with other people. Thank you for sh- reaching out. Um, so yeah, let's get some jackets on the market. Let's get this out. And let's go forward. So go forth and conquer. This has been the Redacted Culture Cast.